Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan, and together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. As we find ourselves in the thick of summer, we thought we'd talk about some places to go to cool off, mainly Oregon's beautiful lakes. They may not be the Great Lakes of your native Michigan, Jim, the <laughs> Lake Superior, as it is so haughtily known. But you know what? Oregon has a lot of really great lakes of its own to explore, from some of the alpine lakes up in the Cascade Mountains to some of the freshwater lakes down on the Oregon coast. Yeah, you know, I... We'll admit I grew up on a lake in Michigan, not one of the Great Lakes, but a great smaller lake, if you will. Heart Lake near the small city of Gaylord, Michigan. Shout out. Um, shout out. I mean, if I, if I have the opportunity to shout out my hometown, I might as well. Totally. Gaylord, Michigan, great place to be surrounded by many small lakes, lakes of varying sizes, but definitely none that are truly humongous. And the Ryan family spends a lot of time out on the water. Uh, so the lakes are, uh, are near and dear to my heart and Oregon has some pretty good ones and, and there's a ton of ways that you can enjoy them. So if you like to kayak, you like to get on your paddleboard, go fishing, just sit on the shore and enjoy the view. Uh, pretty good way to spend a summer afternoon. Gotta say. Yeah. In that spirit, we're going to spend today talking about some of our favorite lakes in Oregon and some of our favorite things to do while we're out there on those lakes. So Jim, for today's episode, I think we can break down lakes by category. That makes sense to me. In Oregon, I see about four primary categories of lakes. You've got alpine lakes, you have reservoirs, some coastal lakes, and then the alkaline lakes that are out there in the high desert. There's also a few that don't really fit so neatly into any of these categories. So we'll address some of those ones as well. Most of the popular lakes around here are either alpine lakes or reservoirs. Uh, so we're going to spend most of our time on those two, but definitely touch on the alkaline lakes um, and some of them along the coast as well. And to get things started, uh, Jamie, why don't we bump up to the highest elevations, the stunning alpine lakes found in the Cascades. These are the lakes you find on your backpacking trips or road trips through the Cascade Mountain Passes. They're water bodies that are usually fed by glaciers or snowmelt and aren't always accessible year-round. 
Jim, these are some of the most popular lakes. So we're talking about lakes that are up there on Mount Hood, lakes that are out there in the Cascade Mountains. Oftentimes they have some campgrounds around them, a lot of boat launches. You'll see people out kayaking, camping, having picnics, spending the day. These are some of Oregon's most popular summer destinations, period. And for good reason. I mean, these are some seriously beautiful spots to hang out. Yeah, I mean, drive past the Mirror Lake Trailhead near Mount Hood Ski Bowl, essentially at Mount Hood Ski Bowl, basically any summer afternoon is going to be slammed. And that's for really good reason. It is what it sounds like, you know, the reflection of Mount Hood on a clear day in that body of water. Nice little hike into it. Some good spots to lounge around the water uh, around that lake there. And then a nice ridge. I think the name of the mountain is Tom, Dick, and Harry Mountain. Really spectacular spot. But there are many like that. Many to choose from, even on Mount Hood alone. One of the other staples that actually we this two for two shout outs recently for Shane Dixon Cavanaugh and his summer adventures. Our colleague Shane was just out at Lost Lake. What on the north side of Mount Hood? Is that the proper way to refer to it? Yeah, I believe that's right. Kind of, you know, tucked in there in the woods. One of those other lakes that, man, it's almost too beautiful to be true, Jamie. Yeah, there's so many of these little spots on Mount Hood. I always think about Mount Hood as, as a place of lakes. Um, of course, you got your ski runs, um, the ski areas there, but lakes, I think, is maybe the second most popular thing to do up there. So like you said, Lost Lake, Clear Lake's another good one, Frog Lake, Rainy Lake. There's a lot of them up there. Some of the bigger ones, obviously, you can go out there and paddleboard. You can go out there and kayak. Um, a lot of fishing in these lakes as well. Great spots to fish. A lot of them are stocked, usually, um, with various species of fish. So you can really do a lot on them. Outside of Mount Hood, you've got some other great spots where you can find some, um, a lot of lakes. There's the, the Cascade Lakes area. Oh, yeah. Which is over there on Willamette Pass, just south of Bend. And there's a beautiful drive. You can take the Cascade Lake Scenic Byway through kind of around near Mount Bachelor. And there's a ton of lakes there. Some of the most popular ones there that um, people love to go to, you've got Odell Lake, where, ha- where there are some great campsites and also the Pacific Crest Trail crosses through there at Odell Lake. And just north of there, you have Waldo Lake, which I think is one of the best lakes in Oregon, personally. It is, I think, second to Crater Lake in terms of it being clear. The water is so Mm -hmm. pure that you just have this super clear lake, and it's also really deep. And what I love about Waldo Lake, Jim, is that there are no motorboats allowed on there. So like, there's lots of great places to take your motorboat, and that's fun. Waldo Lake, you see more people who are sailing, more people kayaking, and it's just a really quiet experience. And I love that about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have not actually been to Waldo Lake, uh, like Oregon sin here. Uh, I feel like some of the things that I've been exposed on on this podcast generally of just like <laughs> the stuff that I haven't done. Um, but you can't do it all. I've lived oh, yeah. in Oregon, you know, not that long. I've been here over five years working for the Oregonian. And that's a good amount of time. But, you know, there's way more to see. And I tend to uh, like to do some of the stuff that's maybe off the beaten trail a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I have not been to Waldo Lake. Um, but another one to shout out, Jamie, that I have been to. Uh, have you been to Elk Lake by any chance? I have not. No. So I went to Elk Lake once. This would have been probably two or three summers ago. Climbed Broken Top 
one day, broken top, a mountain roughly in the Mount Bachelor area, and then was going to climb South Sister the next. And I was just kind of hanging around by myself in between climbs. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to drive down the road a little bit and came upon Elk Lake, um, an Elk Lake resort there, which is kind of this really cool, um, you know, its website bills it as a favorite destinations for locals and tourists for over 100 years. <laughs> but for, again, pretty good reason. Beautiful spot perched on the side of the lake. I remember catching some live music outside. They had kind of a beer garden thing going on. Can't speak to what it's like right now, uh, you know, amid the COVID era, but could say Elk Lake, another really good choice in that neck of the woods. There are also some lakes that are technically alpine lakes that are a little bit more unusual that we have here in Oregon, which are lakes that are in the craters of imploded volcanoes, um, which is just... I think a super cool thing in general. That is a a wild thing to even (laughs) say, Jamie. Uh, Kind of a Pacific Northwest, just like, yeah, we can say that here. Yeah. uh, Kind of thing. (laughs) Crater Lake, of course, being the most famous of them, um, formed inside of that massive blast crater when what used to be a volcano completely exploded. Of course, Crater Lake, a lot of people know about it. You, You can't do as much at Crater Lake that you can do in some of these other smaller lakes for obvious reasons. There is a place where you can go down, go and swim down there at Cleetwood Cove. It's also where boats take you across to Wizard Island. Again, just a lot of really cool stuff going on at Crater Lake. One of the ones that people talk a little bit less about is the, um, the pair of lakes at Newberry Crater. This is at the Newberry National Volcanic Monument just south of Bend. And it's another one of these imploded volcanoes. But in this case, two distinct lakes formed within the crater, Polina Lake, and East Lake. And there are some campgrounds around both of those. And there are, again, just some super beautiful lakes up there, kind of in the high desert side of the Cascades. There's a lot of campgrounds around there. Um, there's some fishing. And there actually are some hot springs found along the edges of one of the lakes. They're not like super hot, so I don't necessarily recommend them for people who are seeking out hot springs. But if you're one of those people who wants to go to like every natural hot spring in Oregon, know that you can find some up there at Newberry. Very cool. And we have done a Peak Northwest episode on hot springs. And if you're interested in that sort of thing, go way back in your feed. I think this was in 2019, end of the year. Check out our episode on hot springs if you feel so inclined. Jamie, moving on to reservoirs. So there are actually, I think to maybe some of the casual lake visitors here, some surprises on this list in terms of actually what are reservoirs and what aren't. And two that at least surprised me and and call me silly for just not noticing this or knowing this before, but up on Mount Hood, the fan favorites of Timothy and Trillium Lakes, both reservoirs, uh, Jamie, and both really great spots to go check out. Yeah, this is uh, something that's, I think, really hard to distinguish for your you know casual lake visitor. Um, but a lot of these lakes that are popular in Oregon are human-created meaning you have a river or um, other kind of water source that is dammed in order to back up water to create this lake or reservoir that it might be used for irrigation um, or other purposes. Um, and it has created, in a lot of cases, just a really beautiful recreation area. In the case of Timothy Lake, which is one of my favorite lakes up there in Mount Hood, you have what used to be a meadow there with views of Mount Hood on the south side and now is this lake. 
So you can still kind of see some stumps out there in Timothy Lake if you look. And that's, I think, just a great spot to go to for anyone who's looking for just a basic lake experience up there on Mount Hood. You've got great views, a lot of places to put your boat out into the water, to kayak, to fish, to canoe. You can hike around the lake. There's a loop trail that takes you all the way around. You can go backpacking. Pacific Crest Trail meets up there on one side. Um, there's some campgrounds run by Portland General Electric. So there's just so much you can do around there and a lot of space too for those who want to find a campground. Yeah, I would say it's in terms of Portland proximity and uh, popularity, Trillium Lake also up on Mount Hood. Same kind of general idea, beautiful view of the mountain, easy access. You can drop your paddleboard in there, go out there in a kayak. You know, if you want to lug a canoe down to the water, you can do that too. Last time I was out there, uh, I brought a camp chair and a book and a little bit of food. I was just, you know, spending a little time before, actually before going climbing on Mount Hood. I was going to, I drove up there one day, uh, had some time to kill, was going to sleep a little bit and wake up very early in the morning to go give Mount Hood a shot and just kind of chilled out by the water, enjoyed my time. There were some folks fishing. There were a couple people on paddle boards. All in all, pretty good spot to check out if you haven't already. But let's be honest, a lot of folks probably have. I mean, moving on down the list, Jamie, some of our biggest and most popular lakes, also reservoirs. So Detroit Lake, for one. I have not been out on the water on Detroit Lake, Jamie, but I do enjoy passing through that area and see lots of people uh, who seem to really be enjoying the water itself. Yeah, the Detroit Lake is obviously one of the more popular areas here, especially folks coming from the Salem area. And that's also known for the stumps that come out of that water Mm -hmm. when the water gets low. The water gets really low. There is some um, remnants of the old West town that used to be located there. Town of Detroit that was flooded in order to make that reservoir. Um, Moving a little farther out into Oregon, into Eastern Oregon, one of my favorite spots is the Cove Palisades. Have you been out there, Jim? I believe I have, but it was in my early Welcome to Oregon days, and I Mm -hmm. I can't say with certainty on the spot that I have done so, but I think so. It's a great spot. It's The the lake there is Lake Billy Chinook, which was created by impounding the Crooked, Deschutes, and Metolius rivers. So you got all three of those pretty major Oregon rivers all meeting up at one spot and creating this large lake in what used to be a really, really deep canyon. I guess what still is a deep canyon, but now that is mm-hmm. a bit more flooded. Um, it's really popular for motorboats because it's long and there's a lot of area. So that's most of what goes on there. So if that's the kind of lake experience you're looking for, that's a great spot to do it. They also have a few uh, cabins that the state park system rents out that are right there on the water. Um, and I just love. I went out there back in, I want to say it was October or November last year and got a cabin midweek. I was the only one out there. Ooh, nice. I felt like I was the only person in the entire park. It was just the perfect time to do it. And there was like just a bright moon that night. And I just sat out there at the campfire um, and just sat out there and just, you know, sat in the silence of this canyon and of the water. It was a gorgeous experience. Sounds pretty great. Uh, and especially to be able to do it kind of in what I would think to be the off season away from a pretty good number of crowds that would gather, say, this time of year. Yeah, exactly. It gets super popular when you're into your summer season or your boating season. There's still a bunch of campgrounds there. Um, There's some hiking trails that go around the area and just some viewpoints. If you're driving through the area, 
it's worth stopping off at some of these viewpoints and just getting a good look down there. It's especially beautiful at sunset when you can see uh, Mount Hood from there. You can see Mount Jefferson from there. It's a really, really scenic spot to check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and talking about popular places too, another one uh, more proximate to the Portland metro area, um, Henry Hag Lake mm-hmm. uh, out near Forest Grove. I've been there, I think, only once, and I went actually for a story, if I remember correctly, but they've got great biking opportunities, some trails. I know that some races go down out there. Oh, yeah, um, the famous water mud access, runs. The mud runs. Yeah. I, I've seen some great, uh, you know, one of the, this is a tangent, Jamie, but one of the perks <laughs> about working for a newspaper, if you like history or fun photography at all, is being able to go back through the photo archives here at the Oregonian and Oregon Live and see all of the things that we've covered and gotten submitted photos for in the past. And I I don't know what it was that I was looking for a photo. Maybe it was like just simply muddy running, or maybe I was looking for a photo of Hag Lake or something, but it stumbled upon all of these photos of mud runs out there. And there's some pretty funny stuff, you know, folks dressed up uh, and just totally covered in mud, slipping and sliding around out there. I don't know about you, but I love going back through our archives and looking at like Mount Hood photos and stuff Mm -hmm. like that from back in the day. We've got so much good material. Shout out to Mark Graves, our photographer at the Oregonian, who has shot a lot of those mud runs in recent years and has just done a great job with that every every winter when he goes out there and does that. Yeah, it's good stuff. That pretty much rounds up our list of reservoirs. Jamie, did you have any others that you wanted to cover before we keep it moving? I do want to give a quick shout out to um, Lake Owyhee, which is way out on the eastern border of Oregon. Oh, yeah. Out in the Owyhee Canyonlands. It's just a super, super long lake. Um, and there's a, a lot of kind of uh, some rough driving conditions to get out there, but it's just, I have not been out there myself. I had planned on doing it this year and we'll see if, uh, I can actually get out there and do it or not, but it's just a, a beautiful, beautiful spot. There's a couple of state parks over there, um, and a lot of ways to go check it out. So Lake Hawaii, if you're out there on the Eastern border, definitely stop by and check that spot out. Our kind of third category of lake here, Jamie, is the others, the lakes who don't quite fit into our other categories. And the first one on our list there is one that you and I both love, Wallawa Lake. Oh, yeah. Out in the Wallawas. Super, super pretty. Um, I can recall uh, just sitting out there on the dock at one of the boat launches or whatever. I don't even know, public, some sort of public space there. And man, is that a gorgeous lake. I've never been out on the water, but the views from the edge and from that boat launch or dock area were absolutely stunning. Oh, yeah. Super cool spot. It's a great, great lake for kayaking. They have some of those those picnic tables that are on floating platforms out there. Oh, wow. Which is a fun thing to do. That is cool. I've uh, never seen that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's geologically also super interesting. I won't get super deep into it, but Wallawa Lake was formed as a glacier receded down the mountains and eventually melted. So you have on the edges what are called moraines, which is formed when you have the glacier pushing the earth up around it. Um, and then as it melted, it created these sort of high ridges on either side of the lake. So it's a, a really interesting geological formation to see as you're driving around it or looking at it from above, you can kind of see that shape. It's super fascinating. 
and the mountains essentially rising right from the lake. Right there. You know, it, I mean, that's the way it seems with the Wallawas in general, but they seem to just rise off the side of the road practically. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's not actually the case, but rising out of relatively, you know, flatter land to just go seemingly straight up. It's really a wowing scene for the folks who have not experienced that corner of Oregon. Uh, would really recommend it. Though, of course, uh, now may not be the time to be setting off on your roving road trip uh, <laughs> through, you know, the the north and east part of the state there. But Wallawa Lake is a really good destination in its own right. Um, another one on our list that is kind of just like an other. It uh, doesn't really have uh, a category that it fits into as neatly as some of the others. Subtle Lake and mm-hmm. its lovely lodge, Jamie. I know you've been there. Uh, I, again, we're kind of running down the list of things I have not done. This is not a place that I've been before, actually. Yeah, Subtle Lake is a smaller lake out there, just about west of Sisters in um, that mountain pass. It's not, you can't quite call it an alpine lake because it's not that high up, but it is a natural lake in there. And it's fairly small, but it's mostly known now for the Subtle Lodge. Um, which was a lodge that was recently renovated out there on the shores by some Portland restaurant owners and business owners who created a really nice space there for folks who wanted more of sort of like a modern kind of lodging situation out there in the wilderness. So you have some um, like cabins that are pretty affordable and some lodge rooms that are a little bit nicer, some really good food they serve there. They serve like a, um, they call it like a fish and chips sandwich or it's like a fry it's like a like a piece of trout that's like fried mm. in potato chips it's delicious uh it's fantastic yeah i can get down with that like right now it's 135 it is like prime time to be indulging in uh something exactly. like that right now so i mean if you're looking for some of that like lodge setting on the side of a lake there's several of those around oregon subtle lodge is among one of the more popular i think because of that modern take because of that modern spin it has on the more traditional lake lodging in the northwest yeah uh is definitely the kind of place that you could see yourself you know spend a fun day on the water cozy up get a great meal get some sunset vibes read a book relax actually sleep in a nice bed uh you know not your your typical camp vibes if you will uh definitely several notches above that on the luxury ladder that i just made up luxury ladder uh here we go (laughs) What else do we have? Uh, in our other list, we have Upper Klamath. Uh, Jamie, I've driven by. Yeah. I will admit that I have not spent any time on the water there itself. I have done some mountain biking in the Klamath Falls area. Might even be in, inside the city limits. I'm not sure. But they have a really, uh, what I found to be a pretty good trail system down there in Klamath Falls or Klamath Falls area. Uh, what can you tell us about Upper Klamath? It's it's an interesting lake in that it is the remnants of what was an ancient lake that used to cover a large part of that part of Oregon. Um, and it's also um, dammed on one part of it to sort of maintain the water level. So it's kind of part reservoir, part natural lake, part remnant of like a huge ancient lake. Um, I have not been out there on the water. I stayed there at Rocky Point at a little tiny, I'm not sure if you can call it a resort, Um they they call it a resort, I guess. It's Rocky Point Resort. And um it's a it's, it's a nice area, I think, for bird watching, actually. Hmm. That whole region is just a great, great birding place. Um that's kind of nearby where you can see some bald eagles um f- flying through or some other species of bird that migrate there 
to the Southern Oregon, Northern California border. So I think that's what a lot of people do in that area. Um, but obviously it's a, a big lake. It's one of the, you know, larger ones in Oregon, especially in that part of the state. So there's a lot you can do out on the water as well. Sounds good to me. And the bird watching, Jamie, I know down in that neck of the woods, you've gotten some really cool photos. Uh, where was it that you were getting all the photos of the bald eagles recently? That, that was just south of there. So that was, um, where I, where I was at for the bald eagles was the lower Klamath National Wildlife Refuge. And the Upper Klamath National Wildlife Refuge is on the north shore of Upper Klamath Lake. Well, there we go, Jamie. Uh, right there. Cool spot in, in that region generally. If you're trying to spot some bald eagles, Jamie has gotten some sweet photos. And we can drop one of those, uh, why not, in the uh, show notes as well. All right, Jamie, well, why don't we talk a little bit more about a couple other kinds of lakes right after a short break. All right, folks, we are back talking about some of Oregon's best lakes for hanging out on a warm summer day. Jamie, we covered alpine lakes, reservoirs, and some of the others that don't quite fit into a clearly defined category. We have two more kinds of lakes that we mentioned earlier, alkaline lakes and coastal lakes. And why don't we start things off for the second part of the show here Talking about alkaline lakes, and before we do, Jamie, what the heck's an alkaline lake? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a little bit more obscure than what we think of when we just think of like lakes. Um, so, an alkaline lake, it's also known as a soda lake. These are lakes that are usually found out in the high desert that are on the alkaline side of neutrality. Um, I'm not a scientist. Uh, I was not good at science classes as a kid, so I, I don't fully grasp what this is saying, but there's um, high concentrations of carbonate salts, um, sodium carbonate, um, giving it basically a high level of alkalinity. So what that means is that these are not usually very habitable lakes for life. You're not going to necessarily find a bunch of fish. They're not great for fishing. Um, they often tend to be really shallow and sometimes even dry up completely when you have drought conditions. So you might think like, well, well, what the heck am I going to do at an alkaline lake when there's <laughs> nothing there? Um, what these lakes are really good for are for migrating bird populations. So a couple of the lakes that we have here um, out there in Southeast Oregon are uh, Summer Lake and Lake Abert, which are just right next to each other, um, just east of Klamath Falls. And they are fairly sizable lakes. Um, it, they, they're known for their huge populations of migrating birds. So if you go there at the right time of year, you can just see, I mean, flocks of thousands and thousands and thousands of birds out there. So if you're a birder, or if you have an interest in that kind of thing, or if you're just driving through, it's a great spot to stop off there at Summer Lake or at Lake Abert. And I will say that there also are some hot springs there near Summer Lake, the Summer Lake Hot Springs, as they are called. So going back to what we were saying before about if you're looking for some of these hot springs that are a little bit less known, go check out Summer Lake. Stop off there and soak your bones for a minute. Soak your bones. You heard it here first, right. folks. Do it to it. Uh, our other choice for the Alkaline Lake, Jamie, is just south of Lakeview. Actually, if you're looking at this on Google Maps, it is straddling the Oregon-California border We've got Goose Lake. 
Ah, Goose Lake. And I just, I like the fact that you can travel between states. You've got interstate travel via boat, if you so choose. (laughs) Though I guess I I should do some research. It's not a place that I'm personally familiar with. If you can put a boat out there, I guess. Uh, You said these these lakes are relatively shallow places, and maybe that's not not our best option. Yeah, I mean, Goose Lake is one of these lakes that is super shallow. Its maximum depth is 26 feet, uh, according to Wikipedia here, which is not a ton for a lake. Uh, and that really varies by the time of year and year to year. So I think it's even been known to have dried up completely at least once or twice. Actually, I'm looking at this here. It, it, it's dried up completely about a half a dozen times or so as recently as 2015. So huh. I think especially as we're getting into climate change and we're seeing some some hotter conditions across eastern Oregon, some of these shallow lakes may be at risk for drying up a lot faster and maybe a lot sooner in the year than we're used to. Goose Lake is also uh, home to the Goose Lake Recreation Area, which is uh, Oregon State Park's property and billed as basically a, what sounds like a pretty awesome spot to be many species of birds um, and other wildlife that includes a large herd of mule deer um, which spends much of its time inside the campground at the goose lake state recreation area so if you're looking to go check some mule deer check out some birds goose lake might just be your spot jamie yeah jimmy i've been down to goose lake once it was Honestly, it was a pretty gorgeous experience. I went down there at sunset and just caught the colors coming off the lake for some photos. And it was really, really beautiful. Our last category of lakes that we have are coastal lakes. And, you know, you think about the coast, you think about the ocean. But on the Oregon coast, there are some areas where you have some freshwater lakes that are right there near the coast, but that are hemmed in by uh, land or in some cases by sand dunes. So there are some beautiful places there where you can kayak or you can sit by the lake um, or you can, you know, hike over the sand dunes on one side and see a lake and hike over the sand dunes on the other side and see the ocean. So it's a really cool kind of way to experience the coast that's a little bit different than we're used to. Yeah, I'd say, Jamie, uh, you know, a lot of folks will think uh, maybe in a different climate, it's like, oh, we're going to jump in the pool maybe and have a view of the ocean. Uh we're going to jump in the lake and uh, scramble up the sand dune and take a peek at the ocean from the top. That's pretty rad and kind of a true Northwest experience, I suppose. If you had a favorite, Jamie, I'm sure you have a favorite. Which one is it? <laughs> I don't know that I have a favorite. I haven't spent a ton of time out here at these lakes. I'll say a favorite area here of lakes. So if you go to the Oregon dunes over kind of near Jesse M. Honeyman Memorial State Park, there are several lakes that are right there in succession. Um, Silt Coos Lake is a great one that you can go hike around and check out there from Honeyman. And um, the one that's right there on the state park, I might mess up the pronunciation here. Um, uh, I was hoping you would say it and I wouldn't have to. Yeah. Um, uh, Wohink. I'm going to go with Wohink. It's, it's yeah, W-O-A-H-I-N-K Lake. Um, and that is known for just you know, family vacations. The Girl Scouts have a camp there that they're at. Our colleague Lizzie Acker is uh, always going on about Jesse M. Honeyman. It's, again, one of these great spots where you can go kayaking in that lake. 
And you can climb over the sand dunes. Um, you can see the ocean. You can go camping in the forest. It's a really, really cool spot for anyone who wants that lake experience out there and the convenience of the coast right there. Yeah. And we've got two more on our list, Jamie. Uh, Devil's Lake. I'm looking at an aerial photo um, of the lake right here. And it's one of those spots where you are darn close uh, to the ocean itself. Uh, do you, have you been there? I, we're, I'll admit they were wandering outside of my personal experience here quite a bit with these alkaline and coastal lakes. I've, I've stopped by Devil's Lake a couple times. Um, it's right there in Lincoln City. So this is one of the kind of popular places to go for folks who want to camp um, around Lincoln City. There's a campground there that was run by the state parks. There are also a lot of uh, houses just along the shore of Devil's Lake. It's a beautiful spot. They happen to own some property out there. Um, it's a great place to be. If you want to just spend some time, like I said, on a lake while you're out at the ocean, it's a great place to be as well. It's uh, just a nice little lake out there by Lincoln City. Yeah, and, and reading here from the State Parks website, uh, one of my favorite animals here uh, calls this lake home. We've got some loons out there. Oh, there were loons on, like I said, uh, early in the show here, I grew up on a little lake in Northern Michigan and loons lived out on the lake and it, they make the most gorgeous sound. And they're always just fun animals to see out there. And I can't say that I have heard or seen many or any loons in my time here in Oregon. So it would be a real treat, actually, uh, to go down to Devil's Lake and see these, uh, see the loons, assuming they're out there still. Well, there you go, Jim. That's a great little adventure for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say I'm going to make a trip exclusively to go try to find the loons. But, <laughs> I think you should. But <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to it. Just maybe not on the top of the list, but sounds pretty cool. Uh, we've got Devil's Lake here and then Last but certainly not least, Jamie, Flores Lake. What can you tell us? Flores Lake is, is I think, maybe one of the more obscure lakes we have on this list. It's a small lake. It's down there on the southern Oregon coast south of Bandon. And it's kind of one of like the, I'd say one of the sort of little known secrets on the Oregon coast, not just for the lake, but also for the uh, hike that's accessed near the lake. So, I mean, there's some fishing that's done in that lake, certainly. It's, you know, maybe a little small. I'm sure you could do some kayaking and other stuff around there. Um, but it's, it is pretty small. Um, but if you hike around it, you can get to the coast, just which is right there, um, next to the lake. And it's a beautiful hike down the coast from there with some cliffs rising up over the, the sand and the beach. It's a really, really lovely hike that is a little out of the way, but really worth your time if you're looking for something that's less explored down there on the Southern Oregon coast. And for sake of reference for folks, it is also just north of Cape Blanco, um, which is currently closed right now. So maybe if you're used to going to Cape Blanco this time of year and you can't get to the state park, just pop up north up 101 and check out Flores Lake instead. And also for the more extreme among us, uh, a spot for windsurfing and kiteboarding. I knew it sounded familiar. Really? And went and checked it out. Yes. Uh, Flores Lake. Uh, you've got Flores Lake kite and windsurf where they do lessons and rentals, it looks like, and heard of folks going down there and having a really good time. You know, I bet that's like a safer place to practice windsurfing and kiteboarding, you know, at least certainly safer than doing it out in the Columbia River if you're not as experienced. 
Yeah, seems like uh, a much better environment. Well, I, I don't even know better, I guess, forgiving environment. Yeah, um, yeah. One would imagine than the Columbia River. Um, <laughs> though the Columbia River is, of course, hailed as one of the best places to do such things. Oh, yeah. Um, I will say that is uh, something I have not tried and and I have I have told myself, dude, no more hobbies. Uh, you can't pick up more stuff. <laughs> Though it seems a little criminal to live so close to such a like popular and well-known spot uh, for those sports mm-hmm. and to not try. But you got you to gotta draw the line somewhere. And I'm going to arbitrarily draw it, uh, at least for now, <laughs> around windsurfing and kiteboarding and stuff like that. Jamie, anything that we haven't covered Speak now or forever hold your peace uh, about lakes, or at least until next time we talk about Oregon lakes here on the podcast. You know what, Jim? I just want to give a quick shout out to one of my childhood favorite lakes, uh, Triangle Lake, which is down there in the Eugene area. Um, grew up going to a summer camp there in Triangle Lake, and I think that was my sort of my first lake experience. What? So what's the go-to on Triangle Lake then? Other than, of course, going to camp. Well, I think that's a thing is that it's, it's privately... I believe it's privately owned. I mean, I think there, so just doing some basic research right now, there's, well, I guess there's a county park there. Um, growing up, it was just like a beautiful spot to swim, um, to hang out in the shallows. Uh, it was a quiet little lake there. Yeah. Just, uh, just about sort of in the coast range area, just west of Eugene. Sounds like a good spot. Uh, and for any prospective campers, though, obviously this may not be the year for that sort of deal. Right. Um, I think is summer camping is just closed down straight up in Oregon, is it not? I believe that's true. Yeah. Not having kids, it's not really been a thing that I've followed too closely, but that is my understanding. Yeah. 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 Likewise. Well, Jamie, uh, I have very much enjoyed uh, our talk about lakes throughout the state. Time to close it up for now, though, and say goodbye. But until next time, folks, you can subscribe to Peak Northwest wherever you get your podcasts. Watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and, of course, follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest. This episode of the podcast was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Elliot News. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.